The information and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ASRM and its affiliates. These podcasts are provided as a source of general information and are not a substitute for consultation with a physician. This is one of the few journals where you can you can pretty much assure your paper will be accepted. In other words, we have a process in which people submit initially a pre-submission proposal. And this is basically laying out what people want to write about. And we provide some guidance and, and let people know exactly what we're looking for, such that when they write the paper, they'll know exactly what we want. And so really in the end, we anticipate that moving through this pipeline, people should have a 100% acceptance rate. The third new journal from Fertility and Sterility in 2020, F&S Reviews, is currently available online, and we talk about it on the show today. Welcome to ASRM Today, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the current topics in reproductive medicine. I am Jeffrey Hayes. Our guest on the show today is Dr. Ann Steiner, and we sat down to talk about the new F&S Reviews journal, began our conversation by asking her, why do we need a new journal from fertility and sterility in 2020? So Dr. Steiner, FNS, fertility and sterility, this this institution in reproductive medicine is being very aggressive in publishing a lot of new journals, a lot of new avenues Mm -hmm. for readership. Why another FNS journal in 2020? Great question. Well, FNS Reviews was created because we would really like to be a resource for clinicians, scientists, and trainees through publishing quality, comprehensive, impartial review articles that help advance the reader's understanding of a facet of human reproduction. What were some of the challenges that led to the inception of this journal? I'm sure members, listeners in general are are curious about how was this decision made to focus in on this with this particular type of journal? We certainly knew that there was a need uh, out there for comprehensive review articles that really people could get a good in-depth understanding of a given topic and yet be able to read in one sitting. We certainly want to be the go-to resource, but we also want to be able to have it something that people can read and comprehensive, but also legible. And people really feel like they've come away with a better understanding of one area of reproductive medicine or reproductive science. So to do this, we really had to first decide what type of reviews we were going to be publishing and ended up with this decision to do address both systematic reviews, but also uh, narrative reviews, Um, but obviously all that being comprehensive and authoritative review articles. The other thing that is kind of different about this was how, what were we looking for? We were looking invited reviews, were we just going to take any reviews that articles that were submitted? And then trying to define how do you review a review article? In other words, what are the evaluation criteria for a review article? Um, So it's been exciting time period to think about how we're going to create this journal and um, what it's going to look like and how we're going to really achieve the goals and the vision that we've set forth. You are, of course, editor-in-chief 
who else is on this editorial board and what do they bring to the table? Thank you for asking this. So we have our editorial board is made up of an associate editor who is Steve Young at the University of North Carolina. And then we have a number of editorial board members. These are representatives across the spectrum of reproductive medicine. In other words, we have reproductive endocrinologists, we have biologists, we have people that specialize in laboratory techniques, people that specialize psychologists, uh, male reproduction. So we've really tried to address the breadth of human reproduction. This group largely is responsible for being ambassadors for the journal. And then also they review all of our pre-submission proposals regarding whether or not we think the proposals are appropriate for FNS reviews, and then also provide some guidance and feedback to the authors as to how they may improve and better the review article prior to submission. So that makes up our editorial board. And then, of course, we're led by the editorial staff at FNS, um, Meredith, Sauls, and Thea Ryan, who are excellent uh, managing editors. We've covered the base or the beginnings of the journal and and sort of how it's working. And I want to sort of begin to shift here a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about the metrics of the journal? And by metrics, I mean things such as what is the current acceptance rate? You know, how often is this going to be published, et cetera? Well, that's that's an exciting thing. I I think it's a it's a little bit different than other journals and that we'll see as we move forward. (laughs) You know, I don't think we have set metrics regarding acceptance rate at this time, being a new journal. Really, I would say to people that this is one of the few journals where you can you can pretty much assure your paper will be uh, accepted. In other words, we have a process in which people submit initially a pre-submission proposal. And this is basically laying out what people want to write about. And we provide some guidance and and let people know exactly what we're looking for such that when they write the paper, they'll know exactly what we want. And so really in the end, we anticipate that moving through this pipeline, uh, people should have a 100% acceptance rate. Now, that being said, people of course are welcome to submit papers directly without doing this pre-submission process, but in general, we found that the acceptance rate isn't quite as high because people aren't necessarily thinking about what the scope, what we're looking for in FNS reviews when they initially go out to write the paper. So, and then regarding frequency of this journal, how frequency we're going to be putting out our inaugural issue in, in October. And then I anticipate that this will be a quarterly journal. So you'll be seeing more than likely publication or uh, releases about um, four times a year. Of course, papers that are accepted will be, as soon as they are accepted, will be available on our website. So I certainly don't want people, authors, to be concerned that they have to wait and wait and wait before their paper is going to be published. Um, We will be getting it out there available for people to read right away um, after it's been accepted. And people can currently go to fertsturtreviews.org, where all content is freely available for a limited time. And I want to ask you about that. So is FNS Reviews a paper-based journal, an online journal, a hybrid? So we are going to be completely online. It's the green way to go these days. So we will be completely online. 
and in that sense, easily accessible from wherever you are. Dr. Steiner, thank you so much for being able to be here today. I just have one more question for you. Mm -hmm. What should readers be looking forward to in the coming issues? What what does the editorial board see as sort of the vision in the next year, next two years with with Mm -hmm. this journal? Well, that's the exciting thing is that we anticipate really opening on up the box on all of reproductive sciences and reproductive medicine. So anticipate seeing exciting new novel articles in broad areas. So we're not just going to be writing papers on just a way of practicing reproductive medicine, but really trying to reach out to the breadth. I think as you look at our inaugural issue, you'll see that you will see kind of some papers on the pathophysiology, premature ovarian insufficiency regarding the genetic causes. Then we have a paper on male infertility and then another paper on clinical management of uh, the infertile patients. So really, you're going to see a real breadth. And I think we'll find, uh, if you read FNS reviews, you'll certainly find an article of interest to you and perhaps even expand your breadth of knowledge into an area that perhaps you wouldn't have investigated in the past. FNS Reviews, you can go to fertsturtreviews.org. It is currently available and ready for you. Dr. Steiner, thank you so much for being able to take time out of your busy schedule to be on ASRM today. Thank you. That was Dr. Ann Steiner, Editor-in-Chief of the new journal F&S Reviews. Till next time, I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and this is ASRM Today. This concludes this episode of ASRM Today. For show notes, other information, and discussions, go to asrmtoday.org. This material is copyrighted by the American Society for Reproductive Medicine and may not be reproduced or used without express consent from ASRM. 